A word to the wise, formality has left the building, giving you the answers to life's questions that even your best friends would be too shy to offer. This is Snyder On Call with Ann Snyder and Julie Snyder. No relation. No topic is off limits, and even when they don't have an answer, you'll get an answer. Now, here are Julie Snyder and Ann Snyder. Welcome to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And we're here for women. We are here to debunk, debrief, discuss. <laughs> Everything. Once again, Ann has been a while. This is podcast 27. I know. I love how in between the podcasts, there's almost an underground following where people stop me and I don't even know who they are. And they're like, when's the next episode? Who are you? <laughs> well, honestly, in order for us to be effective in this podcast for women, We need to win the Powerball. Well, we need our voices. (laughs) Yes. And in case you're listening today and you are a longtime listener, perhaps you'll notice that my voice has gone down three octaves. (laughs) You need a lozenge, (laughs) a secret. I have had, starting with the Friday known as Good Friday for those in the Judeo-Christian tradition, (laughs) where I was visiting my parents, and it was very hot outside, and they had the air conditioner set to 74 degrees. Right. So we had outside, we had inside. I cooked. <laughs> I cooked out my throat wow. and spent the following, really, I mean, three weeks still in recovery yeah. from and upper sure respiratory every, situation. Yeah, everything in your power to ensure. Did you go on vocal rest? No, I haven't. Not not no. once. Even when I lost my voice, Tea I went to Tea with lemon? Meeting with my boss, like I whispered, I want to tell you. What I've been up to. He was like, <laughs> creep. Why are you whispering? <laughs> because I don't have a voice, but I know I'm so important for the future of the company. And I can't even miss a day. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's like either dedication or like a complete weirdo that has no work-life balance. Well, and I like how you, you've got two settings. you got this setting. And <laughs> then you got, I can't even do it because people's ears will bleed. You, I know. You go high. I'm either high or low, and there's no Jeez. nothing in the middle. Nothing ever in the middle. But I am so excited about Podcast 27. Oh, wow. We teed it up on Facebook, Snyder on Call Facebook, and of course we are available on the Podbean platform, naturally, all, all for free. I posted a question, and the question was. Send us your questions. Well, that's not really a question. It should have been, do you have questions well, for Snyder on Grammatically call? speaking, perhaps. <laughs> but I will say that people got the message in because no one had the courage to put it in the comments section. Yeah. But using the Privately. Facebook Messenger, I love it. we've been messaged. Oh, well, and we have questions. Message received. And so we're going to take a quick break and come back oh because somebody is licking my ankler. Oh. The dog. (laughs) It's not me. (laughs) Thank God. We have Nilla in studio, the Jack Russell Terrier, the official, what's it called? Mascot. The official (laughs) mascot of Snyder on call. So let's take a break. Uh, We definitely are drinking black coffee today. Black coffee. Holy moly. And a bagel with butter. Mm. So delish. We'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. And you are listening to Snyder on call.
welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder. And this episode will be a little Q&A with Snyder on Call. Julie put out a call for questions to our over 3,000 followers, listeners, and fans. She's got about four pages worth of questions, which make me real nervous because this is the first time I'm seeing them. I think, Julie, if you're ready, I mean, we should just get into these. I did not put these in any particular order, but I felt that we could do a potpourri, if you will. We It's a potpourri. It's a potpourri. And I just thought rather than do them in any particular order, although I did type them all up together, that we would just go ahead and spin the wheel in. So we're here. Now, wait. Now, just, didn't you want us to do a disclaimer? We need to do a disclaimer because, like, I can't go to the people's court. <laughs> we, we want everybody like, to know. We are not therapists. We are not doctors. We do not have anything but a driver's license. That's right. This We're, is common sense. This is street smarts versus just doing what's right. Right. So this is not legal advice. This is not medical advice. This is not a registered therapist's advice. Right. This is do no harm, but we going to keep it real. This is the questions you want to ask and that we're going to answer. So with that, Anne, <clears throat> pick- question number one. <laughs> Dear Snyder on Call, my daughter has been living with her boyfriend for six months. They are both 29. I'm okay with this as long as an engagement is on the horizon. Should I have a conversation with my hopeful future son-in-law? Signed, Mother in New Jersey. Wow. <laughs> now, wait. Now, how old? How she old? says they're both 29. Okay. They're both 29. And they have been living together for six months. It doesn't say how long they've been in the relationship. But let's just say, hypothetically, a, a previous six months. So they've known each other a year, lived together for six months. They're both 29. Our listener seems to enjoy this young man and is hopeful, as we would all be moving into June, to be planning a wedding or a shower or something right. for grandkids. Well, <laughs> I have my answer, and Anne, you can agree or disagree, but here's my advice to mother in New Jersey. Because you have daughters around in this, I do. this age. I do. Okay. The reality is... At 29, it's not like she's 18 or 19 Mm -hmm. or even early 20s. She's kissed a lot of frogs. She knows. The millennials or this Generation Z. I don't even know what generation this would fall into. Generation out of your mind. Generation (laughs) generation commitment phobic. Cover your ass. Perhaps for all the right reasons. (laughs) Because most marriages that occur before the age of 25 don't go good. Mm. I would say stand down oh okay I would say stand down it is not her role to call or speak with the young man well and it's obviously something that's on her daughter's mind as well but if the daughter's happy to wait it out then our listener should just cool her heels here is what I would say six months is not the time to have the conversation a year and six months is the time, but not to have the conversation with the young man. It's actually to have the conversation with the daughter because 18 months in without a firm commitment toward a future state that includes marriage, shared health insurance and social security 
survivor benefits and the whole idea of being more than a roommate. I think after 18 months, if there is no forward momentum, unfortunately, you are in the vortex that will not move toward marriage if all things work out until someone wants to have a baby. And, wow. Right. And and I, I just think... You know, it's a it's a dilemma, but it's not her dilemma. Wow. There you have it. What would you say? <clears throat> I would I would agree. I would agree a hundred percent. I feel like at twenty nine, like her daughter is an adult and she's gonna have to make the decision, am I gonna stick it out with this guy? Is he the one? And if he's not or if there's no movement after a year or eighteen months or two years, then there's your there's your answer. Two years is a long time. Yeah. Because the reality is then if there's no commitment and there's no forward momentum, then you have a daughter at 31 right. who may have to exit the relationship, exit the shared residence. Yeah. It's as bad as a divorce, right. honestly. Right. And then you got to start over. Good luck. So, you know, I understand the new generation, yeah. and, and I understand uh, many people even encourage the living together. But I also think, like, in today's day and age, there's so much what I'm going to call pre-screening, because a lot of these young kids are meeting people online. They've kind of... They've kind of weeded out all of the weirdness, and the, they've already swiped right, I think that's their lingo, before they've had the first yeah. glass of wine. I would tell our listener that I bet you that's in the cards. Just sit tight. All right. That's what I say. I'm going to end on this. <clears throat> Most children that are in their late 20s, actually one out of two, are children that grew up in a home with a divorce. And I do think that that is impacting the delayed permanent commitment that we're seeing out of this generation because you know what they all went through it and they're not going to make the mistake their parents made so uh, okay the more i talk about it the the better i feel (laughs) mom in new jersey whatever you do don't talk to the boy that's for sure but keep the lines of communication open be welcoming loving support bribe them with gifts and if there is a diamond ring in the in the safe deposit box go ahead and slip it to him next christmas hilarious <laughs> hilarious we'll be right back i'm julie God. snyder <laughs> and snyder listen as your day unfolds challenge what the future holds try and keep your head up to the sky Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder. And if you've been with us, you know that we're answering questions from listeners. And this question caught my eye. And I don't feel it would be a Snyder on Call episode if we didn't talk just a teensy little bit of retail. This uh, listener writes in, Dear Snyder on Call, my friend encouraged me to go to an upscale women's lingerie store for a fitting, and I, I've now spent $500 on three bras that are too tight and very uncomfortable. Jeez. However, my decolletage has never <laughs> looked better. What advice can you give me? Uh, well, first, okay, so this show is just for women, so if you're a man and you're listening, please turn off. Because, ladies, I can relate to this question. In fact, I, like, read this, and I was like, oh, my God, there's someone else like me out there. (laughs) Sure it's not you. First of all, if you do not, and have you ever had a fitting 
in a undergarment department of a department store or at a specialty. Easily 25 years ago, I think I bought one of the recommended bras. In the interest of full disclosure, I've been wearing the same bras, not the same ones, but the same brand Brand. for, you know, a million years. So the first thing is to go for a bra fitting for those of you that have never done it. I will tell you that you just park humility at the door. Yeah. Because when you go in, there's a woman that is going to, very similar to when you get your mammogram. (laughs) She's usually like a small Italian grandma with a tape measure around her neck. She's going to measure and then she's going to judge. Pleasure. say i mean she gotta fetch you like you've never been fit and i think there is extreme value in going through that exercise everyone's body is different and i remember several years ago there was an oprah winfrey episode where she said 85 percent of women in america are wearing the wrong size bra and i mean when you think about having to go get a bunch of bras and try them on just have the old little lady to measure you up i mean like i'm at my target heart rate just trying on clothes in yeah. any fitting room. So yeah. like. <laughs> well, I would say to this listener, the too tight and very uncomfortable is alongside the decolletage never looking better. I mean, so- Sophie's choice. Sophie's choice. <laughs> Fashion is painful. And I, I mean, the five hundred dollars for three bras, I that kind of stopped me there. I mean, between the word fitting, I, I gotta do the math. On it. It's like a hundred fifty. Are you out of your ever loving mind? So here's what I would say. I mean, go with the size that is in fact making you look better. But maybe go to Macy's with a coupon. The Walcole, Walcole, and actually Walcole is usually not coupon eligible but i would say that i would take that size and just keep at it and it well and i will also say that different brands of bras fit differently so you might have a smaller or larger bra in a different brand and i won't even go down the road of the victoria's secret like no, they don't. i think that's a racket just saying it's, no disrespect i heart pink whatever no it is a racket because guess what it doesn't go they don't have any bras bigger than 36 truth so truth. last time i was 36 around this rib cage it was, was my first communion day it was my first <laughs> i'm just saying well ladies take care of yourselves treat yourselves and, and don't underestimate the importance of a good bra uh, we call we used to call them foundations and it's one thing that you wear virtually every day mm-hmm. and you might as well make an investment in yourself and spend money and if you haven't done it go to a lingerie store that has really competent fitting in people and just park your humility at the door. Let them do whatever they need to do. You're worth it. I mean, I don't think you're worth 150 bucks a pop, but mm. but you're if certain- you are, I mean, you've already spent money on that rack. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. We'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. Snyder, I'll call. <laughs> Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be ashamed to cry. Well, welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And we are here for women. And we have been at this lovely podcast long enough that 
we know that there are a lot of listeners and all of us face dilemmas in life, questions, things we struggle with. And one of the whole goals of Snyder on Call is to be open and honest and transparent because in being much more transparent with the things that cause us stress or anxiety. It it sort of is empowering in its own way. We don't want our listeners to have long-term issues that have not been addressed by anyone. And that's why we are here today, Anne. This question, dear Snyder on call, excuse me, the school that my son attends has many dedicated parents who volunteer in the classroom. Because I work full-time, I can't do this as often. Will this cause issues for my children who don't see me at school? Signed, busy in Boston. I mean, I feel like it could have been me that wrote that, but I'm going to answer that one. Um, Okay. I work full-time, as do you, and my son does go to a school where there are many parents who seem to always be at school for who are these people for every there are the women who are fortunate enough to not have to work outside the home i mean it's a combination of a helicopter parent versus someone who's bored versus hands i mean with enough notice and enough advanced maneuvering and manipulation i can make myself available for virtually anything at my kid's school i reserve that privilege for the big stuff, the important stuff, because that's what I have to do in order to stay employed to keep my kid at this school. Right. Uh, You know, so I say split the duties between mom and dad. I say make sure you're there for the big stuff. And I know like when I go to my son's school, guess what? And I'm sure it's not going to come as a surprise. I make my presence felt. I got like a cult-like following in every grade. And, you know, I know kids' names. I know who their parents are. I say hello. I stop and ask them how they are. And I'm there probably during the course of a school year four to five times. But they all know Mrs. Snyder, and I'm so funny, and she's so great. They all try to get me to remember their name, and, like, I make it count when I'm there. That's what I do. Wow. Well, I would say to this mom that every parent has different gifts and talents. And some of the parents that are readily available in the classroom are giving the gift of time. Other parents can give the gift of talent. And then there are people like me that just write checks. The gift gift of treasure. The gift of life. (laughs) The gift of treasure. I, I would also say that I know a couple of teachers And they will tell you that having parents volunteer in the classroom many times is helpful. But sometimes the parent who is volunteering is way too involved in their own child's progress, socialization. It gets to be, as you said, they like to play school a little too much. It's a little bit of the helicoptering. So it's a balancing act. I do not think your kids are going to be any less for the wear without you being in the classroom or present around them. And in fact, sometimes, as Ann said, it's the quality, not the quantity. So really making sure that you're there for those important things. The other thing as a working parent, beyond uh, identifying the spouse as a filler, right, right. <laughs> is grandparents, aunts, oh, uncles. Oh, are you kidding, right? You know, so all you have to do is reach out and say, 
hey, uh, in fact, this week coming, I'm going to be traveling for work, and my son is going to be a docent <gasps> at a Frank Lloyd Wright home, a little junior docent. Do you need me to attend? Well, Phil Snyder looking, <laughs> looking for three people, you know, and so we called the godparents. We're calling the cousins because it doesn't always have to be the mom right. or the dad. And, I and think the kids almost like it a little bit more when it's somebody off the beaten path like yeah. that because mom and dad are at everything. Well, you know, they're at home. They're yeah. hovering. They're weekends. And mom and dad. Get a, get a relative. I like that. Yeah. So that's some advice. Well, that was a great question. Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, that. I can't believe how this episode's going, Anne. Jeez. So excited. We have more questions, I, too. I've got two sheets here. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. I am Ann Snyder. Snyder on call. You gotta be, you gotta be bad. You gotta be bold. You gotta be wiser. You gotta be hard. You gotta be tough. You gotta be stronger. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And, you know, as we go through the questions from our loyal listeners, I want to just call out that a lot of these are folks who live right here in our zip code and we see in our travels. But we, as we've mentioned before, we do have listeners in Boston. We do have listeners in Long Island. Philadelphia. Philadelphia Freedom. This next question comes from a listener in Pittsburgh, which I know is near and dear to your heart. So, dear Snyder on Call, my husband and I are renovating a home in a historic district and are adding a garage to it as well. A soon-to-be neighbor has started to make a little noise about the possibility of us adding windows to the side of the garage that faces her property. What should we do? I mean, creepers, creepers. (laughs) So, So, here's some hard advice. The reality is... That besides your own household members, the people that you deal with most often for the longest period of time, depending on your house situation, is the neighbor to the right and the neighbor to the left. Mm -hmm. If you're in a condo, a co-op, or an apartment, you double that up because it's the neighbor on top of you and the neighbor underneath you. We all go down together. (laughs) So a combative neighbor. (laughs) There is no worse thing than to not have what I would call peace in the valley. Right. And at all costs, you want to maintain that peace. You don't need to love your neighbors. You don't need to socialize with your neighbors. We just need to get along. But the reality is that your life can be made more miserable other than having a crazy spouse in the house with you is to have an issue or situation with your neighbor. Is that right, Anne? It is completely right. And I always, when I heard, when I first read this question, I thought, oh my gosh, did you ever see that movie from like the the early 90s called The Burbs with Tom Hank? Yes. And it's like all these neighbors who live on this little cul-de-sac and then like somebody, they haven't seen a neighbor in a while and then like a weird family moves. In. It's just hilarious. And you just got to get along. Like it's right. So in this specific question, if they're going to build a garage, first of all, the fact that you're renovating a home in a historic district Kudos. means this neighbor has already been put out. Whether you want to admit it or acknowledge it, you're yeah. not living there during the renovation. But, boy, they're living it. The trucks, the construction, oh, yeah. Saturday morning, Sunday morning, yeah. the inspectors, c- cigarette butts, FM radio right. stations. You're bugging them. People yelling at each other. Trucks going beep, 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 oh, dropping God. off. Yeah. 
So now, in addition to your historic renovation, which I'm sure you think is fabulous, <laughs> now you're going to add a garage. Yeah. And the one concern that they're raising is, you know what, they'd rather not have windows facing their side of the property. And you know what I say? Let go. Concede. And let God. Yeah. This is a small, small compromise that you are going to make in the short term. Because yeah. you know what? They could move in two years and then you can blow out the wall. You can do a wall of glass in that garage if you want. <laughs> but, 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 I mean, I'll play devil's advocate. If you let this neighbor, quote unquote, win on the window in the garage issue, once you've moved into your beautiful home and settled in, you know, down the road, is there, is that neighbor going to feel like they've got the power, the upper hand, like they, they, they shook you before? Listen to you, dark and stormy. Well, I, mean, I, won't keep See, it, I won't keep it real. The glass is always half full for me, and it's always <laughs> half empty for Anne. Hence my love of black. Again, I'd say <laughs> peace in the valley. I'd say, like, it's a good thing because if you end up moving in and you guys all get along great, it's... Can't you put the window on the other side? Well, that's the thing. Like, who the hell has windows in their garage? I was trying to think. You like, do. On the front. Oh, that you one. You got on one the... on the side. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a window in my garage, but it faces my yard. Well, uh, I would say, Pittsburgh listener, I, this would not be the hill to die on. Pick your it, battles. It's your call, and, uh, and please send us pictures of the completed garage. Yeah, we'd love to see it. We'll be right back. I'm Julie. <laughs> I'm Ann. <laughs> You gotta be cool, you gotta be calm, you gotta stay together. <laughs> it's called hangover. <laughs> okay. I don't know what quite this is question number six. Holy moly. This I mean this episode's going fast. Dear Snyder on call, my husband is not as motivated as I am career wise. In fact, he often is not working and doesn't appear to be under any pressure to secure steady employment. Help. I... Signed Anonymous. Yeah, you better be anonymous. That would fly in my house for about 30 seconds. Man. I don't know what to say. I think sometimes men or women, sometimes people get in this rut where they they question their own worth. You know, when you've been downsized at a job or when you've left your own of your own accord. I just sometimes people those two situations line up where you don't have the confidence and don't have the motivation and oh by the way they've helped you out the door. I think it's critical to nip that in the butt. But I would also say if that person's not bringing in an income to the headquarters, like they they best be contributing in other ways. Like I don't want to have to come home from my full time job when you've been home all day and run the dishwasher, do a load of laundry, cut the grass. You best be keeping up the land. Well, that's a good. Actually, that's a great conduit into what I was going to say. <laughs> Gosh. Which is if one of the two is in a really high income category, and we've actually gone through this with a, a good friend of ours where her husband was in a very high income category and she was working a bunch of part-time jobs and their accountant said, uh, you know what you just did? You just moved from the 22% income tax category mm -hmm. to 25 based on all your little part-time jobs. Great. So if you have one spouse that is what I would call the primary wage earner, 
then perhaps the other spouse can add great value. Now, I, I hate to be so gender biased, but I, I do think that there's a big difference between the man who is out of work or just sort of out of gas and, yeah. and not very motivated to get work. I would agree with you, Anne. Probably a lot of depression tied into that. Yeah, sure. My thought is that it's it's better just for their emotional well-being, even if it is to work part-time retail or fill in the blank, you know, any service industry, restaurants or seasonal work because or that's to bounce back a question that's where you send the old boy to work over at the kids school (laughs) that's where you send him to volunteer yeah well it's a tough one and i would just encourage our listener to make sure there's not an underlying issue right because most people are happiest when they're productive and contributing and it that can certainly be in a household, especially with a lot of kids and a, and a busy female mm-hmm. spouse who is the primary wage earner. But it's a difficult, you know, it's a difficult thing. And you got to sort of sort that out and, and make sure there's not something underlined. And if at the end of the day, he's just a bum. Yeah. And, and believe me. It's a different question uh, uh, to a different show. Again, uh, <laughs> you know, we could have, I could have another friend call in and, and tell that story of the now ex-husband who did not feel a need to work. And uh, it went, it went downhill quickly, mm-hmm. quickly and quickly and even more quickly. So wow. keep an eye. Keep an eye on the watchful eye, ever vigilant, ladies, especially on the Internet browser. Oh, my. Can't wait to talk off air. (laughs) Oh, my. We'll be right back. All I know, all I know, love will save the day. Well, welcome back to Snyder on Call. We are all the way up to question number seven on podcast 27. And cannot believe how the time has flown. And I just said to Anne, like, this has to be our last question because there's some things I need to talk about. (laughs) Never mind all of our listeners' questions. Holy moly. So this last question comes from what I will call upstate New York, actually in Saratoga. And it is, Dear Snyder on Call, I have a 14-year-old daughter who is getting ready for her first prom. My idea of an appropriate prom dress is very different than hers. Oh, jeez. Am I just out of it? Wow. Well, I mean, 14, she's probably like a freshman, right? So she's probably going to the junior prom. I will say that prom dresses, (laughs) they ain't what they used to be. I'll (laughs) tell you that. When I went to the prom, I was pretty popular in high school. I know you're going to find that hard to believe. We came from a generation where you borrowed your friend's sister's prom dress. Like, if you went to more than one dance there was like a whole exchange of dresses yes they were full length if you were real daring they were off the shoulder or t-length you know you showed a little bit of that cankle but nowadays like i'm seeing i'm scrolling through pictures of my friends daughters who have gone to prom or my friends sons who have taken young ladies to prom all I'm going to tell you is the skirts are real short. There's a lot of backless. There's tons of strapless. There's a lot of cutouts. You don't need to ask directions to Lady Town because, <laughs> because it's it's a suburb of Cooterville. And these broads, <laughs> these young broads are showing us the way. You don't need, Holy. A, you don't need to map quest it now, do you? And love? the shoes, like, I don't know where these broads are dancing on the weekends, but holy cow. 
Some of the dads like rolling their eyes at pictures. I don't know. Ladies, let's for these young ladies if we have any junior listeners like keep it in check please it is, and the moms who are buying the dress i could go all day on the prom dresses for I real know. it is it i think it's very hard to raise a young lady today yes um thankfully for those with sons they are still fully clothed in a tuxedo right and but, but- have full access to the internet on their phones well uh, yeah that's true <laughs> but they're buttoned up they they've got the cumberbatch cumberbun <laughs> they've got the bow tie right and i do think that i I don't even have an answer. Like, I feel so, so like, badly because uh, like, there are no options. So you put your son in the rental and he looks like a mini James Bond and you drive over to his young lady friend's house to take pictures and she come down the stairs <sighs> in micro mini with the stripper pomp on. What's your reaction? And like, you know, I, I go, I, 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 I go right to the chapel and start saying a decade of I the mean, rosary. Jeepers. I don't know I'm doing a novena the whole time they're <laughs> at the dance and I'm tracking them like Magnum PI when the party's <laughs> over. I don't know. I just say, please use your discretion. Like uh. that's not good. The other thing you could do is, you know, you could opt out. You could tell your daughter, we're going to go to Disneyland (laughs) April, April. 25th. Yeah. Until like, I'm going to take you on a $25,000 vacation so I don't have to spend 2500 on your drive. Oh, I mean, God. I don't know what to say. I just, ugh. It's a tough one, Saratoga. I mean, use your discretion. You, I would say set expectation parameters and boundaries prior to going for dress acquisition. What, and as a family, because dads should weigh in too. What would be appropriate and acceptable to reflect the family name? And always, we say it always, always, always on Snyder on Call, protect that personal brand. That's all you have is your name and your reputation. And if you're out there in this mini dress with these crazy heels and the hair and the makeup and the nails and the whole bit, like, let's remember, you are 14, 15, 16, like, There'll be a time and a place for that in your life if you if you choose. But on my dime and on my time, let's tighten it up. Wow. Wowzers. Thank God I have a son. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God. All right. Well, well, Sarah Tuttle. I think one of my dresses for when I went to the prom might have been like, it might have had a Holly Hobby print on it. I don't, I don't even know. It was like I wore a gunny sack and a <laughs> Jessica McClintock. Yeah. All day long. I was like Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. I mean, I was co- I was covered head Can't to touch toe. this.
over that last question. Woo, I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder. And uh, believe it or not, Ann, this is, we're got to wrap it up. I mean, we've been at it for, seems like half a day. I said, Ann, don't you want to hear about what I've been up to since we were last in studio? Yes. Let me think. I went away for spring break. Naturally. Had time in Florida, time in North Carolina. Son brought a friend, which in the only child. Cato category it's great to bring a friend along and that was really fun unfortunately when i came back i was so sick i mean it, nothing is worse than going on vacation and getting sick at the end of your vacation right and it's it's, it's that's another sophie's choice because you go you need to decompress you need to relax you need some sunshine but then you come back and you get sick and the work is piled up and nothing got done it's well, I almost think that the pace at which we work in, it almost keeps our, uh, what's it called, your defenses up. Mm-hmm. And that when you relax and all of a sudden your defenses are down, all of a sudden you get sick. So it's yeah. almost like you're cursed for relaxing. For sure. I've got a lot of travel coming up. Wow. I've got... Any, anything that I could tag along. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to a do a plus one. I'm going to a conference that's actually going to take me out of town and south of the Mason Dixon line. This coming, do you feel like they understand you down there? I I feel (laughs) when you say you're from New York, do people kind of almost like recoil a little? Well, and I don't get any more specific than that. Yeah, you know, I just say I'm from upstate. I mean, I don't because anytime you tell people you're from Buffalo in Florida, yeah. They look at you like you have three heads. Right. Oh, God, the snow. It's like, <laughs> shut up. Meanwhile, Florida, every day 70 or a hurricane. Yeah. Gets a little boring, but <laughs> they have no income tax, and I probably will buy a condo and retire there. But other than that. Again, I will take advantage of that invitation as well. <laughs> headed for a conference. Just a lot of little trips, like Albany real quick and uh, Philly real quick. I may, my parents are moving into their downsized unit, which we'll have a whole show about. Oh, Shady Acres. I got a lot to say, and we're going to really take that apart because we need to, because we need to be prepared. Wow. Uh, We don't want to wait until we're 80 and to make that move. I almost think you need to get your your older sister's list of the work back schedule, because I think some of us should start that now. Like, that was intense. Yeah. I have a sister who's an engineer, and uh, she sent my parents, like, an email that literally was it was probably 13 pages one printed out and a full-on work back like from the minute your eyes stop reading this you have to move into action with these 1300 things terrible (laughs) number one (laughs) this past week in lieu of the normal flipping of the closet summer to winter winter to summer yeah i actually proactively and preemptively weeded out clothing that I no longer fit, no longer want to send to the dry cleaner, Mm. no longer want to take up space. 
And I have... When's that trunk show? (laughs) (laughs) When's that happening? I have four huge bags of clothes that are going... Oh, my God. Look at our phones lighting up. (laughs) Going to a friend who mentors young women who need interview clothes. Beautiful. So the only thing left in that life journey is the shoes. Ooh, and I I have love. now, I mean, I'm not a Melda Marcos, but I got to go in there and weed those oh, out. Man. And it's almost overwhelming. Like, I don't want to think about it. I recently posted on my personal Facebook page, which maybe I'll post on, on Snyder on Call, my Katy Perry bunny slides. Oh, no. I, I don't want to see them anymore. I don't they think got, they're They so, blew it up. Yeah, but there's a whole underworld of people saying, how about Julie posting those shoes? Those shoes were a big hit. No, you're living a lie. Oh, okay. I'm well, sorry. I don't care. I'm sorry. They're bunny shoes. If you Google Katy Perry Macy's. You'll get to see the collection. And pretend that you're 15 years old. You could get a pair. (laughs) Now you're making making me sad. It's going to be okay. You got got 299 other pairs you can (laughs) wear. It's going to be fine. And the final thing Uh, on my list, Anne, is that when I did come back from Easter break, Mr. Snyder actually headed north a few days ahead of me. That's all it took was a few days. And when I came home, kitchen deconstruction. Without prior authorization, without prior conversation, without cabinet selection, or light fixture dehydration. Ain't got time for that. Like, he's just getting her done. He don't want to go into, like, 15 conversations about eggshell. Nope. He's got it going on. So now... Uh, as I get ready to go away for another week, maybe it'll be done. When the you cabinet get guy's coming. Whatever. And a new hood over the range. Have at it. I mean, Jesus. It'll be great. I mean, I mean, I'm getting ready for the high holy baseball season, like outdoor oh, baseball. Yeah. So, like, probably like within the next ten days, I'm gonna be sitting out in the elements until essentially October first. So oh. you're gonna see this freckle face transition into like, <laughs> der- like a derm abrasion. <laughs> A lot of sun. Did you see the thing that I posted on Facebook that has the little, you put your chair in that little, it's like it's a like mini a tent. tent. Yeah. I, said I would pretend it was the cone of silence because I, no, no disrespect, but I can't listen to some of these moms no more. Well, and the other thing is that, Anne, once you're in there, the only problem is if it's 80 degrees out, you're going to cook like that, an that's Easter like a terrar- That's like a terrarium situation. And being a woman of a certain age, I would generate some moisture. So. <laughs> yeah, you'd steam Ooh, her up. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that. Well, so we've got baseball, we've got summer uh, camp. We've I've got, got eighth grade graduation. Well, the best oh, thing that we have on the horizon, Anne, is the holiday of all holidays, Mother's Day. Oh, I was going to say your birthday. Oh, yeah, my birthday. <laughs> and my birthday. But I just think that if there's one common theme about Snyder on Call, it is the shared journey of being a mother oh. and the way that we have appropriately positioned motherhood right behind marriage and right behind faith and then right behind friends. So really, quite honestly, the kids are down a little lower on the ladder, although certainly central to our hearts and soul. We love Snyder on Call because it gives us time to remind ourselves and our listeners that you are more than just your job title. You are more than just your children. Mm -hmm. You are more than just the person you are married to, male or female. Mm -hmm. You are more than just the clothes you wear. 
Although the clothes you wear, I think, are a little little priority there. Um, But we love doing this podcast. Uh, We understand one of our fans was in Vegas at the National Association of Broadcasters. I know it. Two weeks ago. And she has invited us to go to Vegas next year. I I can't even. We're going to go to the women at NAB. They have a special hospitality suite. And uh, we've been given the nod. We've been given the nod. I mean, I feel like you need to cue the theme from the Jeffersons. Well, we can't (laughs) wait. So I do think that we're just going to keep doing our podcast. We're going to keep getting it better. We know that people say sometimes it's a little long. And uh, for that, we apologize. But I don't. I don't. No apologies. Not at this age. No can do. Well, we're, we're just so happy to have this time together, aren't um, we, Anne? We are happy to have this time together. And I think as we look forward, you know what next month is? June. You know what June is here on Brides. Snyder and Cal- Brides. And I'm going to two weddings. <sighs> Bring Maybe it on. Maybe three. I mean, I've got two. I've got two weddings and a baby shower. And maybe we can get that wedding planner to actually carve out a niche for us. Yes. I'm going to add the wedding planner. Like, I'll meet her here at midnight if she can't do, like, you know, if she can't do regular Snyder on Call studio hours. the recent divorcee who is re-entering dating wants to come on and talk about that. And any other program suggestions, ladies, give us a call. Because we know it all, in case you haven't picked up on that yet. We know. We we got a lot of contacts. You just give us a subject, and we've got something to say about it, don't we, Annie? Yeah, and I feel like it, it, it's time for another in-studio guest, so hopefully we can tee up some of those gals. We might have to get a third microphone. We might have to get a third microphone. I mean, what tax returns are coming. All right. And I know one of our friends actually went to an over-the-top bridal shower not too long ago. So yes, that Let's might talk be about <clears throat> showers. That might be baby she- and wedding. and wedding. Yeah, I got a lot to say because did you know there are games now at wedding showers? Yeah, yeah, I had to play one. I didn't do oh, so good, brother. Contrarian. God. All right. Well, well, that's all for today. Let's let's go down and grab another cup of coffee. It's Sunday. I'm float away. We have time. I'm still going to make it to Mass, I think. And uh, then off to the office. Naturally. I can and, go marinate uh, some chicken and fold some towels. Well, and I just got to get <laughs> Live in the high life, folks. I Live gotta, in the high life. I got to get out of here because the husband's starting to paint. Or... The smell of putty in the air. I know. It's nuts. <laughs> So, ladies, make it a great day. Take care of yourselves. Hydrate. Sunscreen. Always sunscreen. Love those kids unconditionally. I'm Ann Snyder. I'm Julie Snyder. (laughs) Snyder on call.
future holds Trying to keep your head up to the sky Lovers, they may cause you tears Go ahead, release your fears My, oh my eh, eh, eh. You gotta be bad, you gotta be bold You gotta be wiser You gotta be hard, you gotta be tough You gotta be stronger You gotta be cool, you gotta be calm You gotta stay together All I know, all I know Love will save the day You gotta be hard, you gotta be tough, you 